0: Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the association of independent mortgage experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues, Join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another... Uh, edition of season three of the broker to broker podcast my name is mark summers i'm the president of aim also i have my own broker shop priority mortgage lending i'm really excited about to today's uh, guest uh, as i'm excited about every guest that i have on here but each one has its own little flavor its own little style here so uh today i'm going to be interviewing the director of Insta mortgage sal ali he's a big time producer so sal thanks for joining us today
1: yeah thank you for having me mark
0: yeah no no problem um i i'm really excited about this one especially in this this kind of environment that we're in right now with, uh, with a higher interest rate environment, uh, but still a lot of purchases going on, a lot of cash outs going on. I I noticed personally a lot of, um, you know, investment properties being involved, but I know you're big in VAs and we're going to hop into all of that. But the one thing I want to make sure you get your accolades on is that you're a, you're a top three producer for VA loan origination, aren't you?
1: I am. Uh, that's all, of course. Shout out to my team in general, uh, a great support system, great mentors across the board. Um, and we managed to climb up to number three in VA, uh, number fourteen overall, and um, just aiming for that number one spot one day.
0: That's that's awesome. So, let me let me ask you a question because if if, if I recall right, you were, you know, you've been in the business a while. How long have you been in the business?
1: Uh, officially been in the business for about eight years now. I started and- when I was twenty three years old.
0: Okay. Now, and I know for a while there, you're probably writing about seven to 10 deals a month, somewhere in that range, which is a, a extremely respectable number. Uh, yeah. But what did you do to become one of these top producers? I mean, there's, there had to been some sort of leap of faith. There had to been some sort of system. something happened.
1: Yeah, of course. Tell, tell
0: me what happened.
1: So I, a uh, little backstory, I was in IT staffing before I joined the mortgage industry. Um, I was on the phones all day trying to place people in, of course, whatever position they were looking for. One day I woke up, I realized that it wasn't as rewarding. I decided to just quit that job, up and quit in the morning on December 1st. Actually, that was the day. I called my older brother, Dan. He's been in the business for about 15 years. And I told him what I had done. He said, great, go home, change, because I always wore a suit to the office and I was tired of it, put on some sweats. And he put me in a school desk. kid you not a school desk in the corner of his office with a list of names and phone numbers and he gave me a script and he said get to work that's when i entered the business Um, that first maybe two months or so i was able to i couldn't discuss rates at the time i wasn't licensed but i was able to help him set up about seven to ten deals that i essentially set to him Um, once i got licensed that's the wheelhouse i was in and the real key for us to get to this originating level was time Patience and risk. You have to take the risk. It started with, you know, let me grow my book of business to 7 to 10 people. Mm -hmm. The spread, the commissions, the, the profit we were making together, we just reinvested it more and more into our marketing dollars. That grew the book of business. The phone calls coming in, we were able to convert them, of course. Then we looked into the referral business. So my rule is every one deal you close, you should be able to get three names out of this individual of people who are interested. And buying, refinancing, what have you.
0: Okay. So, how do you do that? Because I know a lot of people are, and sorry to cut you off right there, because yeah. that's important to me. A lot of people are nervous, uh, self-conscious to do that, or really don't know how to do that. So give me an example of how you do that.
1: Sure. It starts with, you know, grade A service, right? Through the entire process, when you're taking a, a buyer or a borrower through a purchase or a refinance, uh, number one is you got to be timely. You get an answer from an underwriter, you call that borrower right away. You remain completely transparent, upfront, honest with them through the process. A major key to our success here was, unfortunately, we had to be really good at giving bad news whenever it's needed. If they don't qualify, you have to pick up the phone and call them. So this reaction from us towards our borrowers, of course, left a good taste in their mouth. From there, when they closed, I call them. I had a Google page set up. Simply put, I said, hey, thank you for choosing to do business with me. Um, by the way, you know, referrals and reviews go a long way for me in the industry. Um, would you happen to know any friends, family, relatives that are interested in buying or refinancing? They'll say, oh, I may have a cousin. I may have, you know, so on and so forth. They get, they string you along just yep. enough to to hang up the call and never think about you again, right? Um, so I say, oh, I appreciate that. And I was doing VA EARLs at that time. So on the EARL product, no income, no assets, no employment. I have no idea what they're really up to. So then I added, I said, you know, by the way, what do you do for a living? I never got a chance to ask you. They tell me the industry they're in from there. I'm like, oh, cool. You're going into work, you know, what have you. And and I dive into their day to day kind of nonchalantly and they're like, yeah. And uh, do you hang out with your work friends? What have you? And they say, yeah, I do quite a bit from there. Um, I was like, okay, well, why don't you do this? I'll send you a few business cards when you're gathering with your work friends, hand them out for me if you don't mind. Um, it really goes a long way and sure enough that worked i got a lot of their coworkers to really call me back initially
0: really uh, i mean yeah. that i mean think about how simple that is and and it's wor- that's awesome i love to hear these
1: yeah and honestly just ask the question at the end of the day you're in the mortgage world you're not really face to face with your client they're not seeing your body language they're not seeing you physically react At the end of the day they're just listening to you you're talking to somebody on the phone that you've built a relationship with there's no harm in asking any questions at any time to the borrowers, when the borrowers ask you questions, the same thing, right? Um, You just have to really get out of your shell initially and ask that question.
0: That's perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's important. I think, uh, you know, I know a lot of people buy leads and that's fine. I'm not not bagging on that at all. But like the referral business is where I think we live. And I think a lot of people know that it's just I, I want people to take it to that next level. And it seems like you did
1: yeah, um, and buying leads, right? I'm in uh, in this rate world, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but um we're we're in the process of trying to buy leads as well because that that's it's kind of a capital intensive form of marketing. Um, and, and we're looking into that, you know, diving around. But you know direct mail was was my key initially. we We built a great mail piece, we had a great system set up. Uh, we knew how to intake the phone calls. we know how to convert these leads and tell them exactly what's what. and then our processing. Our systems on the back end they just grew better and better and better over time and that's a huge um, shout out to technology just in general it's needed i don't think tech really is going to replace us you know there's a big stigma oh a computer is going to do my job for me you know what have you that's not the case you need technology but you need your team to operate the technology to increase your efficiencies Um, it's the biggest transaction most people do in our world and they need to talk to a human being. They can't just upload their information to an application and hope for the best.
0: Right, right. Well, one of the things you said, as well as you said, you took risk. Yeah. Do you mind hopping into that a little bit? Because right now, I think people are a little bit uh, defensive. You know what I mean? And, yeah. You know, because they they're they're protective of their business and they want to make sure they succeed. But there's always that. There's always risks that need to be taken, whether they're small bit. Talk about the risk you you maybe maybe took.
1: Yeah, so I mean, associated with risk, another way of perceiving it is really investing in yourself and your capabilities, right? So, very quickly, we realized we were comfortable and confident on the phones. We were, we knew the product in and out. Uh, we read through the guidelines, we studied it. We just, we were, we felt that we were experts in this product. And it started off with, "Hey, let me just mail three thousand people a month, you know, and it's a nominal cost relative to the entire scope of things." And the deals we churned from there, instead of pocketing it, we took that money and simply reinvested. Then we went to six thousand. Then we went to ten thousand. Then we went to fifty thousand. Then we went up to a hundred plus thousand. So wow. we kept scaling the amount of what was working, right? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, so we were so confident in that that we continued to do that. Now it was extremely successful. Um, all we did essentially was take our our spread, our profits, reinvest it into our marketing dollars. And we scaled a team accordingly, we train the team, we train the entire processing team, what have you. Um, and at that point, it's a scalable model. Now there's obviously risks associated in that. Um, you know, what if the market turns like in 2018 or 17, then you're mailing all these people that really can't do much because the rates not available. Um, so I learned from that, of course, and now The same wave that happened in 2017, in my opinion, is happening right now, 10 years flying up. Once again, refi boom is gone. It's a purchase market. Um, As a mortgage broker, there's always opportunity. There's always products out there, no matter what the market gives you. For example, we're going into purchases, cash outs are big right now, what have you. Um, And that's why we're looking to start investing in buying leads. Uh, but that's a very capital intensive business. You can burn a lot of capital very quickly if you don't do it the right way. right. Um, so we're still in the stage of of, you know, testing it out, small sample sizes, and ideally going to do the same uh, same model that we did direct mail with buying leads.
0: Uh, yeah, you got to let us know how that goes because I know I, I I tried it one time, and I just knew like, I just bought leads. I mean, let's just be honest here. Yeah, just, just bought them. I'll call them. And it, listen, it, it, it just can't work that way, but I'd be really interested. So maybe we do a follow up to figure out how this went.
1: Yeah, of course. There, there's two routes we're taking, right? There's the bottom of the barrel leads. You know, you're sharing it with t- between four brokers um, with those leads. Of course, they qualify, but you have to be a lot more competitive on rate. So you got to be careful there. Um, and then there's your, you know, your class A leads in general that you pay a, a better penny for it. In general and um, they're yours it's up to you and your team to convert them but with that lead you have to think of what you're getting on the back end let's say i get one lead it's a purchase four hundred thousand dollar house standard price in texas right and they close well then i'm utilizing my experiences and how to get their referrals
0: right right that's where
1: your referrals
0: that's where you make the money
1: on top of that i take that lead and i talk to their realtor uh, realtor enjoyed the transaction. Hey, realtor, let me be your preferred lender. If not, give me a shot on this specific product. Uh, there's a big thing out there. You call realtors and say, Hey, I do FHA. I do VA. I do conventional, you name it. I can do it. I can close it. Your standard sell, right? When you're entering the business, mm-hmm. but I kind of focus in, uh, when I close with that buyer, I simply go to the realtor and I say, Hey, look, I'm really good at VA loans. I know them better than anybody else. Send me your VA business and I'll show you what I can do. I'm starting with that one product with them. They'll send me one or two deals a month. Maybe we close it. And then I I let them know, hey, I can do conventional too. There's no issues. You see how we work. And then it grows. So I bought that one lead and I'm transferring it into or converting it into the referrals to the realtors. Then I get in touch with the builders. That's my end game. um, But that's still in process, of course.
0: (laughs) Right. That's a whole different animal right there. Yeah tell me about it. Okay. So when you're, when you're becoming the the top originator, which is awesome to hear and and Mm -hmm. your demeanor is absolutely great. Like what benchmarks did you set? Like, did you set certain goals? I got to be here or was it just a naturally building process and you just kept pushing the envelope?
1: Yeah. So it started by really focusing in on what my ultimate goal is, Uh, which is, Uh, Working with builders, I want to be preferred lenders of a builder. Um, I want to have a massive team under me. I'm actually in the process of um, hiring other mortgage brokers as well. So if you're listening in, please reach out to me at Sal uh, (laughs) at instantmortgage.com. Holler at me. We'll talk. Um, But my end game is that. I want to go to Toll Brothers and I want them to call me and say, hey, Sal, we're opening up a new phase, 150 houses, what have you. Um, Get ready. We're going to be sending them over to you. Fantastic. Let's do that. But the benchmarks along the way. How do I get there? So it started with each quarter, every three months, we found one efficiency we need to improve. And simultaneously, we worked on one efficiency prior quarter that we are already improving. So technology, mainly. Um, So one example is my lead management system that I incorporated early last year, probably January, February. We use Velocify as our lead management system. Okay. And um, that was my first deficiency that we noticed. Hey, we're getting in all these leads. They're just falling off because the phones won't stop ringing, which is obviously a good thing to have. Yeah, but, right? But also, we're just letting go of all these people that are interested, and we simply couldn't get them on the phone. Well, now we built in that lead management where there's a drip campaign attached per product that they're interested in. It's assigned to my team members, my mortgage brokers I currently have on my team. Um, and that, that's where it started. Then it came into, okay, we're closing all of them and there's post-closing issues. Uh, they're not in touch, they don't. There's no goodbye letter sent. There is, but they're not noticing it. So then we got into our CRM, uh, Surefire, top of mind. That's what we use. Okay. Uh, post-closing messages, happy birthday emails, happy Groundhog Day. I mean, it's all in there. Marketing materials are in there and it's really important when you invest in these technologies to build it out the way you want. You're going to have a product manager. You're going to have a product team. You need to spend the time to really contour it to your company and your business. Otherwise, you just wasted your money. So now, you know, even today or yesterday, what have you, I send out happy birthday messages. I get responses from the people I've closed. Thank you so much for thinking about me, Sal. This was great. And sometimes, you know, probably 25% of the time right now, they'll come back and say, oh, by the way, my brother is interested in buying a house. I'll send him over to you. It's as simple as me putting that initial investment and time in. Um, but that's how we grow. Those are our benchmarks, so on and so forth. With the the end game is in sight, but more importantly, it's it's a slow roll. You gotta just take your time and be patient with it because it'll all get there at the
0: end of the day. Right. It's a marathon. It's definitely a marathon.
1: marathon. Yeah, exactly.
0: All right. So talk to me about okay. How did I, I know you have some mentors and tell me who they are and how did they serve as motivators to you?
1: Yeah, totally. So I have two major mentors. I'm so blessed from them. Um, Of course, one is my older brother, Dan, Dan Ali. He's been in the business for 15 years. Um, He, he essentially identified the VA market as the business we want to go after. Okay, what he noticed then was, he saw an offer uh, of a borrower came in from another bank, and it was a VA refinance, Uh, he priced it out on his end, and he saw what he could offer. And he looked at the competing offer and it was completely off. It was half a percent higher. They were charging points on the back end. It it was a mess. So he saw this so frequently that he realized banks were taking advantage of our veterans. So he said, okay, this is a very streamlined product, right? So your return on your investment for your marketing dollars, you can turn them over quicker. You close an earl in 12 days, maybe less. So you can close it, fund it, purchase it, get all your money back and reinvest very quickly. Um, so he set up the initial model to, to blast out for VA Earls. Well, he also showed me the ropes, how to be on the phone. He's obviously eight years older than me. So, um, he's been my mentor my whole life. Um, so I learned a lot. He showed me the ropes and, um, I took everything I learned from him and I just kind of took it to the next level. Then in 2017, when the rates kind of went down, I was with a, a different brokerage at that time, me and him were, and it just wasn't working out. We had uh, a bigger vision in general and not enough support. So we met with an individual named Shashank Shakar.
0: He's the the man.
1: So um, we we had a great conversation. He came to my office. We sat down, we talked probably for a good hour, two hours, maybe. um, And he brought us on to his company, Arcus Lending. And from there, it just took off. Shashank had the exact same vision that we carried. Technology is the future. Um, he's extremely knowledgeable as you probably already know many accolades because he's just essentially a hard worker. He gets, um, so he has also been a massive mentor and a big catalyst in our growth as a company. Um, and there's no way we would be in this position, honestly, if we didn't jump ship and join Shashank's team from him. I was licensed in Texas only from 2013 to 2017. And when I joined his team. I got licensed in 26 states the following six months. That's six months later in 26 states. We scaled our business and just took off. And we did the initial risk, the same thing. We took all the money we made, threw it back into our marketing. Same model, just more states, more employees.
0: That's awesome. Shashank, I met Shashank at at the first ever AIM event that we had in Irvine, California. Yeah. he He was on a panel and literally as he was speaking, my mouth dropped. I'm like, holy! This guy is on point with everything. So no, he's uh he's been he's been a great person to look up to. And obviously, you got two great people that that you're looking up to, which is which is absolutely phenomenal. Who are who are pushing you? Which probably they probably also pushed you to. Now describe this to me. You're on the education chair on the V V R R A P Dallas.
1: Yeah. So I am the education chair. I'm on the board of the VA Rep, V A Rep V A Real Estate Professionals. It's okay. okay. Now, it's a national company or a national brand. Uh, There's chapters all over the nation. The focus of this organization is really educating realtors on VA contracts, VA processes, um, because there is a slight stigma out there. You know, if an offer goes in with the VA loan, then the seller is like, ah, I don't know if I trust this offer because whatever they think, something about the appraisal cancels the deal. Well, there's these minor details. They're not very up to speed with it. So I joined the board. My role is of course, to educate all the realtors attached to about the programs and the products specifically regarding to the VA. Um, we also do something really cool. We give away one house a year to a veteran. Um, and the nation, really? yeah, it's a draw and we surprise them with one property. Here you go. Here's your home. Thank you. That's for your awesome. Permission. Um, yeah, we're, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing organization. Gary Walters, my president, um, I had an awesome conversation with him. He brought me on very recently. I actually met him at a Veterans Day parade. I saw his banner and I said, yo, I do VA loans. What's up? And that's how the conversation started. Um, we're hosting golf tournaments. We're We're doing everything we can basically to support the veteran community in Dallas, uh, but also more importantly, educate our realtors and our buyers on the process.
0: Well, I commend you on that because anything we can do for our veterans, I'm all about at all times. Uh, But with with that being said, why do you think, and and it drives me nuts because you hit on it, the stigma of like, you know, you can't do VA. Like realtors don't like VA. Yeah. I have no idea where in the hell this came from.
1: Somebody messed up in the past. That's how laws are made. That's how guidelines are created. That's how rules are made. Somebody messed up in the past is my my guess, right? Um, Also. Listing agents and buyer's agents, they may not be fully up to speed with the VA product itself. It's always been there. I think it's grown more and more popular in the last four or five years, um, especially with a lot of millennials exiting the military now, and they're taking advantage of these products. Um, So I just don't think they're they're as educated. And it's kind of common out there that, oh, I'm getting a conventional loan, oh, I'm getting an FHA loan. Well, an FHA is very similar to a VA loan. It's still a government. It's not harder. Yeah, exactly. So um, I really think the stigma is just there when they enter the industry, you know, your first opinion, you kind of stick with it, you don't ask why. And it's not changed until you're actually educated on.
0: It. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, that, that, that bums me out every time I see something like that, where it says no VA. I mean, yeah. these are veterans, like, come on, like. But forget the money aside, you know, because that's not what it's about. But I'm sure, you know, with, with you doing this education, you know, or providing education to realtors, local realtors about VA, um, I know you do that, not for any return, but I'm pretty sure you get a pretty good return with uh, with realtor referrals, don't you?
1: Sure. Yeah, of course. That That's always a benefit. Right. At the end of the day, they the realtors know I'm a lender. I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're going to they're going to hit me up from time to time,
0: right? Right. Um,
1: That's a huge benefit, of course. Um, But when I'm in these specific sessions, or when I'm having these conversations, by no means, um, I actually don't do this with my clients either. I never sell anything. I've never sold a product to anyone in my life. I let them know what's what I show them what I can do. I show them the downside. I don't know if many people do that or not. But I say, Hey, look, you know, when you consider this, you're gonna add 10,000 to your loan. How long are you keeping this house for? What's your plan? Um, and honestly, if I get 10 phone calls, seven of them, sure. They're great. Three of them, they'll say no, because I brought these questions up to them that they may not have considered. And I say, Hey, look, this is probably not the right product for you. Uh, but back to the, the connections I get, of course, that that's a massive benefit and really I want them connected with the mortgage brokers that I'll have under me. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, everybody can eat that. That's really my, uh, my philosophy. It, it shouldn't just come to me directly.
0: I love hearing that because i I like to consider myself and and people that I surround myself with, obviously you that you know, be unselfish and uh, you'll be taken care of just fine. We're all doing pretty good right now. Yeah. So the more people we can help, whether it's employees, mortgage broker shops, uh, families, veterans, i'm I'm all about that at all times. So now, with this growth that you had, now, do you want to announce this or do you want me to announcement that insta Mortgage is on do you want to do you want to announce it? Yeah, go for it. Well, instant mortgages on the 2021 inc 500 brokers of the year correct
1: that is correct Uh, massive growth huge shout out to shashank of course for for even getting us in this position um and and honestly i was surprised when i found out i was like wow i didn't know we were making that that big of a wave in the industry overall
0: well, hell, you had a three year growth of what is what is I? I hope this, I mean, I, I hope it's not a typo, 1,233% growth.
1: That's around the same time my branch joined uh, Arcus Lending.
0: That's right. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So now I know personally, and I'm going to lead into it this way I, within the last month, brought on five loan officers from a, from a local company, a friend of mine, we brought them all on. I I'm not freaking out by any means. I don't freak out, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. Well, if you have this type of success, Mm -hmm. like, like, I mean, you're, you're a pretty laid back guy. How do you not let this to your head? Or what do you do? I mean, what's your expectations now?
1: Yeah. um, Honestly, it's just how I was raised Uh, in the household. I grew up in, in general. um, There's not one arrogant or ignorant bone in my body. I feel Uh, I've just naturally grown up to be, you know, just very laid back, humble, and and always appreciative and blessed of of the position I've been put in. Uh, there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I I've been put here, obviously, and it's not just to close a bunch of loans, and, you know, and celebrate. It, it's so I can share this experience, share this knowledge, and grow everybody around me. Um, you know, all these accolades, all these numbers and details. I got a, you know some some trophies or whatever just sitting in the corner of my office. I don't. You know, I'm not very braggadocious about them, just in general, um, and that's just because how my parents raised me, in general, and I've always been like that.
0: That's awesome. Glad to hear that. Well, with uh, I'm going to transition here a little bit uh, with your selflessness, not selfishness, selflessness. Here, um, you're going to help the mortgage broker community right now. Okay, yeah. you have some technology you're creating. Yeah. What's it called?
1: So, um, what are you talking about Rachel? Yeah. Okay. So we have an artificial intelligence assistant. Uh, Her name is Rachel. It's as simple if you go to, and she's still building, obviously. It it takes time for this to build out. But um, if you go to instantmortgage.com, you're going to see a a very pretty avatar named Rachel. And if you hold the space bar and simply ask a question to your computer, hey, what is the jumbo loan limit in Texas for 2021? She's going to answer your question. Hey, where where am I at in my mortgage currently? What's, what process am I in? What stage am I in? She's going to look up your file. She's going to answer your question accordingly. Hey, I'm on a 1099 income. I made $5,000 that I wrote into my S Corp last year. The previous year I did this. She's going to come back and say, hey, well, your income will be calculated at this. Um, so we're, we're still in the process of building her out, but she's the first AI assistant in the mortgage industry, and we're super excited to fully release her.
0: Wow, where who who came up with that? Why why did you come up with that? I mean,
1: yeah, go so, go
0: into it, please.
1: Yeah, um, it really stemmed from Shashank. He had that idea. I mean, we were we had a similar vision, but by no means had the the capacity or understanding. Like, where do I start when I'm building an AI assistant? Um, step one is get a, a just mind my French. You need a badass product team. Okay, that's <laughs> number one. You need to know who is building out whatever product you're choosing and you need to be on the same page as them. Um, so he sourced it. He he essentially built out that product with the team associated. And uh, we step in to test, to try it out, to say, hey, let's enhance this. So once mm-hmm. the product is delivered, then the testing phase, that's really where I'm sitting on my computer, pressing the space bar and talking to her for, you know, minutes or hours on end. She's like <laughs> my best friend now.
0: That's awesome. All right. So you okay, so this is the growth side of things. And this is how you're I love it. Um, Now, let's talk about problem solving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you're dealing with that type of production, you always have to be problem solving. And, and, and kind of what I've been telling a lot of brokers across the nation, I speak to on a daily basis is that, you know, we're in a different market right now. It's not just a W2 employee, perfect credit, you know, tons of money in the bank, cash reserves, appraisal waiver, we're going into a little bit muddier waters. But still, this is why we're good at what we do. But with that comes a little bit more problems and a little bit more, call them speed bumps. So I call that problem solving. Yeah. How, what What steps do you take to problem solve?
1: Yeah. I mean, the gig economy, cryptocurrency, we're just in a changing world. Yep. Um, and you can be, you know, I'm, I'm very confident in every verbiage of VA guidelines in general. Um, I know it like in and out. But still to this day i run into a new scenario where it's like wow okay let's figure this out um i believe every problem or challenge you know trying to get a pre-approval trying to close a deal there's always a solution you kind of just have to figure it out so it starts with trial and error well i take that back it starts with being transparent with who you're working with agreed hey look this is the scenario i fully understand what you're talking about However, it's going to take me some time to find a solution. I know there is one out there, and you'll be the first to know. Um, And it's trial and error. You know, it starts with your DO, DU, LP, whatever you're running. You throw the scenarios at them. Also, as a mortgage broker, utilize your resources. Um, All banks you work with, they have scenario teams. You have account reps. They have tech in place as well that you can literally upload what you need to upload and say, hey, what's my path to getting an approval? So when I run into a problem, of course, I notify the borrower. Immediately, I call the underwriter that's on the file. And I say, hey, I got your email. Let's just go over everything. Make sure first that you have the right information, because that could be fixed right away. Mm -hmm. The underwriter may have just fat fingered, didn't see an upload. Very common. It's human. Um, And then let's say we have the right information and the problem is not solved. Then uh, I put the underwriter to work, really. I say, okay, um, how can I get this approved? What do I need to do? and i let them do the trial and error because they're the bank obviously sure but they'll tell me exactly what needs to be done prime example i was doing a purchase on a va loan and the borrower's residual was too high that for you guys that don't know that means you know his housing expense plus the utilities the um the additional maintenance on the property right calculated per square footage so the bank told me that hey has you know his residual is too high. We can't close on this VA purchase. And I say, oh no, time out. Tell me what I need to get done. So I had this specific underwriter go back to the drawing board for about an hour. They came back to me and say, Sal, he needs to do A, B, and C. Now it's A, B, and C were not easy tasks to tell somebody right when buying a house. One of them was pay off your Tesla. Um, so I had to go back to him right away and say, look, this is the situation we've been put in this is the solution. He um, said, Sal, I completely understand. Next day I had the payoffs. They closed the following week. Wow. Um, so it's really, when you're problem solving, you're not by any means, don't take it on by yourself. Reach out to your resources and be upfront with who you're working with. That's the only way you can find a solution. Um, and also when you put your heads together, there's there's more information that comes about that can very, very, very well nip it in the bud.
0: Sure, absolutely, absolutely. No, that's Sal. Listen, this is this is all great stuff right here. Um, one of the things that uh, that we talked about doing for season three, you know, and, and my buddy JP's uh, co-hosting with me, so that's that's fun as well. But one of the things we want to do is really get into the brokers a better network. You know, mm-hmm. let it let everyone know who our guest is. We get and you know offer them, hey, what questions do you have for Sal? You know what I mean? Uh, with you being the expert here right now, and and one of the guys—I don't know if you're on Facebook uh, or not—and or, and looked at this, but Fredo was all over this. One of my one of my good guys here, Fredo Rivera. So I'm he had Fredo. a couple of questions here. Do you know Fredo? No, but I'm saying what's up. I'm gonna get to know you soon. But dude, Fredo, Fredo is great. Big supporter of Aim. Always appreciate what he does. He was a podcast uh, guest as well, and he questioned. So one of the questions he has is, what strategies are you using in the, in the new rate environment to keep production levels high?
1: That's an awesome question, Fredo. Um, We're actually hosting a, uh, it's called Navigating the 2022 Real Estate Market. We're having a real estate panel of top producers in our area and they're coming into our offices next um, next month. So when the market moves, again, I mentioned it earlier, there's always an opportunity for, for business, whether it's purchases, refi boom, et cetera, you get it. Now the strategies we're taking into place is, We're going to the realtors now. We're we're more boots on the ground, more in the field because new builds and purchases are where it's at for 2022. Uh, If you're not getting into that market, do it right now, text your realtor friends and and connect. Um, So we're really taking that approach head on and not with just, um, you know, hey, realtor, I do this and that, you know, your, your standard sell, but going a little more above and beyond. Any offer we place in, I always tell the buyer's agent, I say, hey, give me the listing agent's phone number. Let me call them. When you call a listing agent, of course, you say, hey, I'm representing this finance, blah, 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 but start throwing some buzzwords at them. Hey, I ran DO. They're approved eligible. Their DTI is this. Throw things at them that they can't really comprehend, but then they understand you know what you're talking about, right? So one strategy, that's a huge strategy I'm doing, is I'm talking to these listing agents head on and I'm saying, yo, I'm throwing all these buzzwords at them. I'm basically selling it to them for the realtor as well. So they'll remember me, they'll remember the property, the buyer, whatever. And so far it's been very successful. Um, I haven't missed on an offer, given it's only been about 10, Um, but that's one strategy I'm taking into account. Strategy two, which I'm a big fan of, um, all of us have Google pages for our business, for reviews, Facebook, you know, MPS scores, all that stuff. Um, but when I close on a deal, I'm telling the buyer, I'm telling the buyer's agent, I'm telling the listing agent all to go to my Google page and leave me a review. Perfect. So not only am I getting reviews from, you know, people I've closed, I'm getting reviews from realtors on my, on my page saying, Hey, I work at Keller Williams. I did business mm-hmm. with Sal, closed right on time, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so now I'm growing that book just simply from them putting it on my Google page. So if I go approach a builder, if I go and that's my end game, right? I want to yep. go to a builder and say, Hey, look at my page. You'll see countless realtors from all different brokers just working with me. And they're actually leaving me reviews on my transaction with them. Um, so that, that's a massive strategy. And number three, if you haven't yet build a tech stack, get, get into the technology field. Um, it's a huge investment it has a massive return on investment. Start small and just keep growing it. Um, and, and that's my plan for, for 2022.
0: Well, okay, I'm glad you brought up your tech stack here because I'm always interested in this and I'm gonna hop back to one of Fredo's questions here, but we had Mo Hernandez actually asked us, what does your tech stack look like?
1: Okay, so Mo, it's, it's coupled. There's your lead generation, your lead management, right? You have to nurture these leads the right way. That starts with your drip campaigns you need to go in up front and you need to build them all out um, the way i did it was it took a massive whiteboard and i just simply drew in a tree i started here with va loan incoming call call answered okay this is what i'll click in for them this is the messaging i'll put accordingly so i went in and i customized every single message that goes out to my borrowers then the the lead management system Velosify, it comes from Three calls a day that you have to make towards this buyer. Then there's messages to follow if you don't get them on the phone. And this campaign lasts for up to six months based on the product. So it's a lot of time you're putting into it, but it's automated after that. You don't have to do any of that after the fact. Right. So it starts there. It really started with Velocify for me. Um, Then I mentioned Surefire afterwards post-closing. But before that, you need to have a really good LOS that speaks to all your technology. So I use Encompass. Now, when I was looking into technologies, you know, lead managements, post-closing CRMs, what have you, my number one question up front was, hey, does your API speak with Encompass? That's the most important thing I need to know. They said yes. So now they all speak to each other. So it's all um, simultaneous. Everything is updated instantaneously. So with Encompass, there's milestone messages that get sent out because of my CRM now. Hey, you've been conditionally approved. Hey, you've been resubmitted. Hey, we're clear to close. Hey, leave me a review. Six months later, how's it going? 12 months later, want to do an annual review and check in? 18 months later, hey, you had a house for some time. You have massive equity, let's take a look. 24 months later, hey, your MI can be waived now. Let's look at refinancing. So every single message and detail, again, was built in, but we uh, we love Encompass for that reason. And then Surefire, post closing. That's your, you know, your follow-ups, the stuff that you need to do that's on your calendar, that it'll do it for you. Um, that along with Rachel, that she's going to be integrated to all of this at the end of the day, where if you send me an email, Rachel's automatically CC'd. She can respond for me right then and there within a second. Really? So you say, hey, Sal, what's the update on my mortgage? And you press refresh, you have an email from me right away, and it's Rachel. And she's saying, oh, hey, Mark, we're uh, right on track to close tomorrow. You'll get the details for your wire, this, this, and this, whatever, accordingly. Um, so right now, those are the, the main sources of technology we're using. Um, Instant Mortgage, we have an app now as well. So if someone's interested in doing whatever, I can just shoot them the link. They download the app and they fill out an application. Wow. Um, we tested out one called Agent Legend. It's a texting tool to, um, to really go after people I've closed in the past to, to touch base with them. And we found people love to text, obviously, uh, that one didn't work out too well and it was a loss. I, I invested a good amount of money and, and we lost on it and that's okay, but you won't really grow to where you want to get until you take these risks, until you at least try because worst case scenario, you're back to square one, you close seven deals, you're right back up to where you were and you do it again, right. it's trial and error. Don't be afraid to do that. That's the business we put ourselves into.
0: That's I love it. Uh, yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just try it. Yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, I've I've done stuff like that before. I mean, that high dollar amounts, low dollar amounts, it doesn't matter. Nope. I try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, oh, well, chalk it up. I don't sit. I don't lose sleep over it. I move on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, every, um, you know, I'm throwing out all these tech names and companies I use. doesn't mean they're right for all of you. Um, hmm. Every company has their own formula. So whatever fits your process, there is a technology out there for you. And it's just a matter of trying. Oh, and the last one is Pat Live, my answering service. So if anybody ever calls me, I have no voicemails anywhere. My cell phone, my office phone. I have a live representative pick up my call and saying, thank you for calling the desk of Sal. How can I help you? With these answering services, I've built in a script with them. So if it's an, an intake, like a lead that I need to speak to, they ask the questions I need. What's your interest rate? What's your balance? What's your credit score? What's this? What's that? And they email me the form right away. Um, really urgently Pat will call me directly and say, Hey, Sal, I have Mark on the phone. You're late for your podcast. And I'll say, uh, I'll call him back, whatever it may be, or, oh man, (laughs) let me take that call. Um, and it's a huge benefit. It's a nominal cost, but that way, when people call you, they get to talk to a human at the end of the day, they're not getting a voicemail, not a message, not a text. They're talking to somebody who's in direct contact with you at all times.
0: Love that. And, and for the record, Sal was not late for the podcast. I was right was, on time. He was Just right on time. Like, guys. <laughs> a little bit early. Um, <laughs> So we'll jump into Fredo's last question here, which is, well, let me ask you a question. Do you have a remote team at all?
1: Uh, I have remote workers due to COVID from the past. Um, came to find out that they're very comfortable and productive at home. I have no so how do,
0: you, how do you build that team?
1: Well, uh, it starts with scrums. You, you need to be in contact with your team at all times. Um, I use Microsoft Teams, we have meetings set, you know, at the beginning of the morning, first thing in the morning, let's jump on a call for 15 minutes. That way I can get face to face with my remote team. I can tell who still needs their coffee. I can tell who's ready to go. We have that, that human interaction to, to make a plan for the day. Then we set our milestones, you know, hey, looks like this, this and this need to be done today. Oh, but you, it looks like you have 10 tasks that we can knock out today, so on and so forth. Then I have another scrum towards the end of the day, and it's more so, hey, let's wrap. You know, What do we get taken care of? What do we still have on our list? Um, I took that philosophy from Trello. It's a, it's a little project management tool that's free. It's online, and basically you're just dragging across your milestones of what needs to be done. So if you do have a remote team, um, don't hide behind your email. Don't just message them and check in. Get face-to-face. Get Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Hangouts, whatever you choose. Uh, make some eye contact with them. Let them know you're at your desk, you're working hard and make sure they are too. Um, and that's really important in growing a remote team.
0: Love it. Staying in front of them. Well, Sal, listen, we, uh, I have taken up a lot of your time today, but we'll say from, from myself, the aim team and all brokers, you know, across the nation, thank you for taking the time out today and sharing your insights with us.
1: Yeah, Mark. Thanks for having me. There were awesome questions. Uh, thanks Mo. Thanks Fredo. I'll uh, I'll try to reach out to y'all if I can get in touch with you. Um, I appreciate the questioning. I truly do. And and I look forward to meeting with you all.
0: Yeah, no, there's a lot of good content here. So once again, Sal, thank you. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can download podcasts. Do me a favor. Please rate our podcast and leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. And as I've always said with all of my guests, because they're awesome, Sal, you are definitely one of the brokers that are better. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Thanks for having me again. And uh, I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Everyone have a great day. See y'all. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues. Join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts and you'll have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait. Sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.